Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Tim Hayden. Hey, I'm really excited today to have one of my friends, Randy Gravitt, with us. So, Randy, welcome to our podcast. And if you will, will you introduce ourselves to your listeners? Introduce yourself yeah. to the listeners. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be with you. I always love talking about leadership, and uh, my leadership story is pretty simple. I, I basically, uh, I'm an old guy now. I mean, I'm in my 50s, but I've, I've been uh, just cutting my teeth on leadership, learning as I go uh, for 30 plus years, leading big stuff, small stuff. But but I like your, your idea that there's big ideas for small businesses, because one, one of the things that we do with our company that I lead a company that invest in leaders and works with teams. And one of the things that I'm passionate about is making sure that they have the ideas, the information that they need to be able to chase high performance, which is what most people are doing. They're trying to, they're trying to get better with, with their business or company and uh, create greater results. So it not only helps their employees, but it helps them when they go home with their families and all those kind of things. So we're passionate about all that. Yeah. I, I'm just excited about, um, about, about leading and helping leaders. That's what we do. We encourage leaders all the time. Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. I know, you know, from, from the outside looking in, I've been involved with some of the stuff you guys have been doing. I think it's incredible. And some of the new stuff you've recently shared with me, it's just I am pumped up excited about what you guys are doing. So thank you for the hard work your team is putting in. Oh, yeah, that's great. We're, we, we love investing in leaders and, and uh, like I said, creating resources for them and coaching and training, consulting, all the things we're involved in. It's fun, fun yeah. stuff. So yeah, that's great. Hey, and for our listeners to lean in just for a moment, I do want to mention that, and, and every, the listeners know my story. You know, I'm blessed that I get to be the senior leader here at Sergeant Metal. But back in January 2018, we changed our format as far as meetings and things, and Randy was our quote-unquote guinea pig in that <laughs> he came in, and we had – so now we, every quarter we have an all-team meeting, and we meet with the entire staff. Well, the first one we had, people didn't know what to expect. They thought we were going to have a layoff or something. But Randy was the first outside – guest that we had to come speak and it was on do less better so yeah. you helped us set the foundation and randy it truly has transformed our culture our team looks forward to those meetings every quarter now so i appreciate uh helping us get that thing rolling almost yeah. uh, you've done a great job leading that place and you know i mean i'm i'm just it's so fun to watch what you guys are doing it's great and it, to see a practitioner you know i you hear these people who are academic guys much theory bunch of stuff but i love i love it when we take this Simple stuff, and you, you talk about do less, better. Uh, it, I love the idea that simple is powerful, and, I, and when we can take some stuff and, and implement it, it just gives us a chance to create traction in our organization. So you've done, you've been great at that. So it's been fun to watch. Well, well thank, well, you. thank you. A lot of people get to get there. Yeah. Hey, so for our listeners to to, to lean in here, so uh, so today is a uh, is a two part series. We're going to talk about. So the first part is uh, is about engagement the level of care for our employees. So, Randy, my first question for you, how do you define engagement? Well, it's interesting. I, one of the companies that I do a lot of work with is uh, Chick-fil-A. A lot of people will be familiar with Chick-fil-A, and they're not necessarily a small company. But one of the um, things that, that I have had an opportunity to do is create some resources and do some work writing with a guy named Mark Miller, who is Mark's a uh, VP of Leadership Development at Chick-fil-A. Uh, with their home office and works with, you know, restaurants around the country. And, and I've done a lot of work with them. I mean, Mark and I started wrestling a few years ago. Some of the people that, that are the executives at Chick-fil-A began to notice that one of their um, things that was, was uh, hard to 
maintain was the level of engagement of employees. And everybody that's listening today can relate to how tough it is to keep your people engaged. I mean, it really is a, it, it can be a struggle. And, and the truth is, uh, for us as individuals, sometimes it can be hard for us to stay engaged, you know, and if we're not going to be engaged, obviously our people aren't. So when we start thinking about engagement, we started asking ourselves, is there a definition that we could embrace a common definition? If we could have a definition that we could actually go after it, but if we can't define it, it's going to be really hard to do that. So when we did all this research, we had a massive research project, interviewed thousands of leaders and all kind of stuff. We, we actually learned that there are some cornerstones of engagement that build toward this idea of creating a, a, a place where people care. You know, if you think about it, it is, if we talk about simple again, if you go right down to its essence, uh, engagement is the level of care. I mean, that's when I say engagement, I'm just, I'm not just saying people need to be engaged. I'm, I'm saying, do they care or not? And quick little story. I, I had a buddy that I grew up with. He, uh, he was working in a manufacturing, he was interviewing uh, in a manufacturing place uh, a carpet place over in North Georgia where I grew up. And uh, he, he told me this story when he went for his first interview, he'd gotten right out of high school. He wasn't going to go to college. He's trying to get a job. And he, he sat with an owner much like yourself. And the guy hired him. Um, he, he said, he looked, a buddy told me, he said, he, the guy looked across the table at me and he said, I got one last question for you before I hire you. He said, do you care? And my friend Stacy said, uh, what do you mean do I care? And he said, do you care about what we're doing? Do you care about the work? Do you care about, you know, and, and the guy looks at him and he says, I can pay you another dollar an hour. I mean, I can hire you. I could pay you what I'm going to pay you. And I could actually pay you another dollar an hour if I wanted to. He said, I, I've got the resources to do that. You can work into that, whatever. But he said, here's what I can't pay you. I can't pay you to care. You either care or you don't. And he said, I need to know if you care. And basically, this is 30 plus years ago, but this guy, he, he was, he had defined engagement in his own mind. He didn't have our little booklet or anything at that point, but he was just saying, I don't want people on my team who don't care. And, 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 you know, Tim, I mean, if you've got people on your payroll that don't really care, you're, you're in trouble. I mean, you really are. And, and it, it drains resources and, and it, and it really ultimately keeps you from accomplishing what you're trying to do. And so, you know, we live in a culture now where it, it's, it's really hard to, build engagement unless you have an idea of what it is you're trying to build and what, you know, that foster that care. So, so that's what we set out to do. And we feel like we've, uh, we've discovered some, you know, some cornerstones that really can be built into any organization. Yeah. And I, you know, side note, and we've had previous podcasts about culture and all, but I'll tell you, um, if you don't care, you can't build culture. And, and to me, people don't know how much you know to know how much you care. And one thing that our team knows about us, they know that we care for them. We love them. We're here for them because, with, you know, without our team all working together, we don't exist. And you're right. And it, you know what? The people that don't care, they got to be a chance. They got to have a chance to either care and improve or we got to make a change, you know? That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting when you think about it. Uh, Gallup has done some their own research on this idea of engagement. And the latest numbers I saw just last week, the, the number of people at work now who are fully engaged or say they're engaged, is up to 34%, which is the highest it's ever been, which is crazy if you think about it. That's still only one out of every three people that walk through our doors every day that really give a rip about what we're doing. Yeah. And you can't, you can't ultimately become the organization you win unless you can, you got, you got to drastically move those numbers. It can't, you know, one out of three can't care if you expect to do something great. So high performance organizations, they have, they have much higher level of engagement. So. Yep. I agree. I agree. Hey, so um, so you talk about the acronym CARE. So, and again, talking about CARE and, and you know, that being part of the definition for engagement. 
So, hey, my next question is, let's break down each of those areas of care and describe how and why each is important in caring for our employees, our team members. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, what we've done is we've, we've identified, we, uh, when we did this research, we found out that there are four things that really become drivers of what it means to be engaged. And so, these four things, we actually took, the, the, it just happened to work out this way, but it helped us make it sticky. There are four things, and if you think about them, they spell the word care. The, the, one starts with a C, one with an A, one with an R, and one with an E. So the first one is this idea of connection. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll run through the four, and then I'll kind of walk you back through each one a little bit individually. So the second one is affirmation. If you think about it, if people feel connected, engagement goes up. If they feel affirmed, engagement goes up. We found that responsibility was another thing. You know, if people feel responsible for something, they're going to they're gonna care more than they are if they're not responsible for something. And then fourth, it's the idea of creating an, an environment where connection, affirmation, and responsibility all are taking place. And so if you can create this culture, like you use to use your word, uh, where people uh, are, are connected, they're firm, they're responsible, then all of a sudden engagement just begins to skyrocket. So I'll kind of walk you through each one here as we go. Stop me if you have questions, whatever, but the first one, the idea of connection, what we found was people need to be connected to three things. They want to be, as a small business owner, think about this. You want them connected to your vision. You want to start with making sure that they're connected to, um, to what it is you're trying to do. And think about it not just as, like, I have this vision or my people connected to it. Have I personalized it for each one of them? Do, I, do they know why? Uh, their role matters, what they do, how it connects to, to that vision. When you can do that, engagement goes up. A second one is you want to you want to create a place where people feel like they're connected to each other on your team. You, you know this. When your people are connected to each other, they're more engaged than they are if they just come to work, punch a clock. They don't really care about each other on those teams. And we've all been a part of teams where, you know, there's this lack of camaraderie or lack of community or however we want to label it. And it's real hard to win when you have people that really just – are in it for themselves and not connected to each other. And then, and then the other one is, uh, which in business, sometimes we forget about this, but ultimately the, the customers are the people that we need to be connected to as well. I mean, you're in sales, you're in manufacturing, you're in, you're, if you lead a sports team, you're coaching, it, it doesn't matter what you do. If you can't connect to people, your fan base, the people that you serve, what, you know, however you think, if you're a school, you, you got to be connected to your parents. I mean, there's all kinds of things that, but but it's it uh, an environment where we we celebrate customers and we we really are able to understand that they're the stakeholders and are they're really the owners of our businesses uh -huh. in a way. That's right. And so we, when we can connect our people to our customers, we can connect them to each other and we can connect them to our cause. Engagement actually goes up when people feel connected, and when they don't feel connected, they're going to be disengaged. Is what the research would show. So that's connection. Is that? Yeah, that makes sense. Now, hey, uh, you know, just a, a side note is that in veering a little bit off our, you know, a little bit, how do you measure that? Any, I mean, to me, that some of that stuff's hard to measure, isn't it? Yeah, I, th I think there's there are ways to measure it. Uh, there, I would I'd give you a couple of examples. I, you know, obviously with customers, you can do customer surveys, and you can, sure. Sometimes we send out, you know, the survey. I'll stay in a hotel somewhere, and they'll send me a survey the next day. How'd you like it? And I delete it. You know, I don't even. Yeah. Fill that out a lot of times. So we're not really getting a true measure if we're just sending out a survey. It's great to have, and there's some good information. But I think when we get, you know, in front of a customer and say, hey, how could we serve you better? What's your biggest challenge right now? We start listening to them and, and, and understanding what it is they're feeling and how they're 
you know, um, how they're struggling really and, 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 and how we might be even making it harder for them or maybe we're making it easier. And, and, you know, I just think when you start talking to people, that's one way that you can measure. You'll, you'll start to hear stories. If you get, if you get uh, stories from your customers that are, um, that are coming in with unsolicited, in other words, if you send a survey out, you may get some, but if you, if you're getting stories, you're starting to see, Hey, your, your, your employees, your frontline people all of a sudden are over delivering. You know, one of the things we say is we try to, you know, I hear people say we want to, we want to under promise and over deliver. I like the companies that promise a lot and then try to exceed that. I mean, it's like, you're, you're kind of that way. I mean, I, I watch you, you know, you're, you're one that is always thinking, let's charge, let's grow stuff. And, and I love the idea of us trying to exceed our customers expectations. Mm -hmm. Cause I think we live in a world that's, you know, more competitive, uh, customers are more demanding. Um, so I think it's important for us to, to, to create a culture where, where there's some of those stories are coming back in and people are saying that that was remarkable what you guys did. So if you're hearing those stories, that's a good measuring stick right there. I agree. I think that's great. I think for some of our listeners, that's why I said question. They may be saying to themselves, you know, how do I start? And I think to hear that is really healthy. So thanks for, thanks for that. Yeah, I think another thing too, just to go along with that is if you have customers that are coming to you unsolicited, you're not having to market to them, but they're, they're coming to you all of a sudden and they're looking for what you have to do that, you know, that you've got some satisfied people that are telling them about what you do. So um, that, you know, there should be some indicators there. And then when you think about connecting people to the vision, you know, you should be seeing the vision being lived out. And when it, when it comes to connecting them to each other, there really should be some camaraderie. People should spend some time together outside of work. I mean, you're not, I'm not expecting everybody to have dinner together every night, but if they're avoiding each other and, you know, at five o'clock, let's get the heck away from here. I, that's, that's an indicator. There ought to be some stories and some, some friendships and, and just uh, how do they take care of, I mean, you, you guys have seen times when people have tragedy or something. How do you take care of people during tragedy? How do you, how do you grieve together? How do you celebrate together? How do you um, serve together? I mean, all those, all those things, there's, there's some indicators if you, if you begin to look for them and they're, if they're not present, you can be pretty sure your people aren't connected. Yeah. At the level. So, that's connection. Uh, the second one, the idea of affirmation is it, this, this should make sense, but a lot of times we just, we make an assumption that people know if they continue to get their paycheck, they must be doing well, which that, that's great, but when people do great work, I think we need to affirm that. I think we need to also affirm, uh, and, and I'll, this is going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but when they don't do such great work, I think we need to, to, uh, to, to not hesitate to call them out and to hold them accountable for that, but we can do that in a positive way. And so this affirmation culture can begin to grow in, in, in many ways, but I think the way we show appreciation the way we uh, validate them for, for their results. Uh, even, you know, one of the things we talk about is we even want to know what are our people dreaming about? And I think as we begin to listen to their stories outside of work, do they have kids? Do they have uh, husbands, wives, things that they're trying to accomplish, a trip they're trying to go on? Some people are, you know, you got, maybe you got employees that are trying to adopt a baby or somebody who's trying to go back to school and get a degree. And I think when we begin to know our people and affirm, Hey, I see that we may not be able to pay for those things or even helping those things, but we can cheer them on from the side and we can encourage those things as they make progress. Maybe we're even able to set up a, a, a way to compensate them in a way where they could go back and get a degree or whatever. You know, I, I just think when we begin to affirm people, the research shows that they actually are more engaged when they're affirmed than they are if they're, if they're not appreciated and they're not affirmed, it, it, 
pretty quick they're going to check out on you. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean leave your company. A lot of times they'll stay. They, they, it, there's nothing worse than having somebody who's left you who hadn't told you yet. Yeah. <laughs> they just stay and they take a check every week and they're killing you. You know, that, they're one of those two out of three who are disengaged. Now, one thing, and I think that I'm naturally, I'm a positive guy. I'm a, let's go, let's, let's say, raw, raw, let's get it done. But I think in affirmation, one thing that I think about, and you said it, is that we want to we affirm great work and we want to affirm not so great work. And I right. think one thing, that I, one thing that I work on, and this is, you know, not easy for me, but I hit it head on, is people need to know where they stand. If they, they do. do a great job, they need to know. And if they got room to improve, they need to know. Because ultimately, people want to do a good job in my, in my heart. That's yeah. what I feel that way about everybody. That's right. And, yeah. and there's nobody who wakes up every day thinking, I, I'm going to try to mess this up today so the, the owner is going to be upset with me. That, nobody does that. That's a right. lot of times they struggle not because they have a bad heart or because they're uh, not trying hard. A lot of times they struggle because I haven't trained them the right way or I haven't given them the resources they need or, or made sure they understood, you know, here's the clarity of your role and the boundaries of that and all that kind of stuff. So you're exactly right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, I, I say all the time, people deserve to know how they're doing exactly what you just said. I mean, it's, they really do. And I think a lot of times people wonder, you know, we said at one time, you know, and, and then we're expecting them to, to just know, for, for years to come and I you know that's kind of like you know getting married and telling your wife you love her at the at the wedding and then seven years later you're thinking well I told her at the wedding you know that should have been enough but you know I think I think leaders understand if they really want their people to lean in they need to feel validated they need to feel affirmed all along the way so that that's affirmation yeah I agree the third one is responsibility um, when people feel responsible for stuff engagement goes up uh, there's all kind of ways we can we can give people responsibility uh, we can delegate decisions we can share ownership for a project or a task we can give them uh, some uh, some challenge you know that we're it, it, it maybe it's not life and death I think a lot of times as owners we feel a responsibility to micromanage everything well, they, they probably couldn't do it as well as I could or they might not know but the truth is the people closest to the problems are usually closest to the solutions. I mean, they, they usually know more than we do. And, and, and yet it, it's so easy to just kind of hold on. And, you know, some, some of us, I mean, some of the people listening will have been so good at their skill, they got promoted and then they got promoted again. And now here they find themselves, you know, with the keys to the building. I mean, it's, it, and, it, and it's because they were really good all along the way. And so it's really easy to default back to, well, I know how to do that. I used to run the cash register or I used to run the machine or I used to, you know, run the payroll or whatever. And, and if we're not careful, uh, we'll, we'll just take responsibility for everything. And I want to, I want to be the kind of owner, the kind of leader who understands that, yes, I'm, I'm, I, I own everything, but I want to, um, or, or I'll say it this way. I want to accept responsibility for everything, but I want to share ownership for everything as well. I want, I want people to own their, role to own their tasks to own their piece of the business and that way I don't have to carry all the weight by myself and what happens is if I try to own it all and 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 hold on tight to it all I end up tired because you know my my capacity squeezed I'm exhausted honestly as an owner at that point and the, maybe even worse they end up disengaged because they they think well he'll just do it anyway and so I, that's a dangerous play to make so I think I think the research is 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 clear when we share responsibility, people are going to lean in more and, and we'll, it, accountability fits here as well. That accountability is going to cause them to say, okay, 
I'm a, I'm going to carry my weight. I'm going to I'm going to be accountable for what I'm supposed to. It's back you think back to high, to high school or elementary school when the teacher assigned the the homework and it's due on Thursday. We're real good students on Wednesday night, aren't we? Or right before the class on Thursday, we're cramming, you know, for the test or whatever. That deadline sometimes it caused us to be more engaged. We we were like, okay, I got to do this or I'm gonna. I'm going to fail. And so I think same thing's true in business. I, I, we need to let people make decisions. We need to let them lean in. And, and a lot of them are smarter than we are. They've got more gifts and talents and areas that we don't have. And, and our business just becomes so much better when we become culture encouragers and people who are trying to build engagement rather than trying to do everything. So. Yeah. And, and just to, just to, just to add to a little bit of that, you know, I mean, you know, you and I've talked some uh, in the past, uh, I'm a I'm a huge Andy Stanley uh, fan with his leadership podcast, and one thing that he says is talking about going further faster. You're right. gonna in your organization, wherever you are today, you're gonna be able to go further faster by delegating tasks than sure. you are instead of trying. So my philosophy over you know as I've gotten older and learned, you know, I've gotten more wiser. I hope is that if someone can do it 75 percent to the level that I can, <laughs> yeah, exactly, I can delegate that. And I'm going to sure. work on things that only I can work on. You know? right. And that becomes a force multiplier when you have that ma- mindset. That's, and that's why you've been able to grow your business you know, yeah. so much. Yeah, no, so you're right. It, it works everywhere for sure. Yeah. And, it, and then the last cornerstone, so you've got connection, affirmation, and responsibility. And what we found on the fourth one was just this idea of environment. It's, it's, it's all encompassing of these things we've been talking about. So you, you need to have an environment where people um, are, are, are going to um, – just be, feel connected and feel affirmed and feel responsible. And so some of the things that we identified there that would help us create that environment is, is to, uh, there's three things really. One of them was to provide safety. Now, if you're in a manufacturing environment, you, you think, are the cones here? Is the strap being used? Are the chains up? You know, is the tape up? Whatever. Goggles. I get that. But safety is not only physical safety. There's, there's also psychological safety. So, Oh, do I feel permission to share something? If, if I see, if I see something, can I say something without there being any fear of, if I say this, you know, he's always sharing with me what he thinks I need to work on. Am I, am I allowed to actually say to my owner, Hey, here's something that you could help me if you would do this. And if we create an environment where people feel safe, they're not fear about their job. You know, when they, when they share something, they feel psychologically safe at work. They're not going to be, um, you know, put in any kind of scenario where, where they're going to feel like their job's in peril. Uh, they actually are more engaged. I mean, it's almost like our family unit. You feel safe at home, you're, you, you know, you're, you're more engaged than if you don't feel safe at home. Uh, we also want to equip them for success. If I don't feel equipped, I don't have what I need to do my job, then uh, I'm going to struggle to stay engaged. And then the last one, one of the things that we can do to create that environment is, is we can listen to our people and respond. And I think the best leaders are the best listeners. And a lot of times they ask great questions. They listen to their people. And when they do, you'll learn a lot if you start talking to your people. So, yeah, I think to me, I think the, uh, the glue that keeps all that together is one word, trust. For sure. Have, to have trust because you can't build anything without trust. So I think that and if, you, if our listeners are leaning in, if you have that trust, if you give this a go and give it a try, I promise you, you're going to be, you're, your, your company will be more engaged than they are today. If you don't have that trust, hey, start today. You can't, For sure. you can't change the past, but start today. So you agree with that? I do. I totally do. Totally yeah. do. I, I, you know, uh, 
Patrick Lencioni wrote the five dysfunctions of a team, and the number one dysfunction is lack of trust. It's exactly, exactly what you're saying. I mean, if you don't have trust, you're going to have a hard time chasing them. That's great. That's good. Hey, Randy, my next question. Uh, how much should the leader be engaged with the company and the uh, team members? Yeah, I, th I think that that's a great question. I think the I think it all begins with the leader. I think if the leader is not engaged, it doesn't know their people, they're going to really struggle to build an engaged culture. I, I, you know, people today crave access to the leader. We're given so much access through social media and and uh, real time you know there's so much ability to connect with people in this world we live in and then we go to work and we can't can't have any access to our leader i know you can't i'll i'll quote andy stanley he says uh do for one what you wish you could do for everyone i know you can't connect with every single person every single day but you can connect with someone and you can create a rhythm in your schedule where eventually you're going to connect with all the people you need to connect with again some of you may be leading businesses with hundreds, thousands of people, whatever. And I understand there's gotta be a structure, but, but are you giving access to the people that you need to? And are you checking in with your people and are you engaged yourself? And if you're not, you're going to have a real hard time building an engaged environment. I, that's what I believe. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think, it, you know, I think it's huge. Yeah, I agree. Hey, uh, my next question, what are the signs or symptoms of healthy engagement? Well, I think, I think, some of the signs that you have healthy engagement is there's a lot of conversations, there's good communication going on, uh, there's role clarity. Uh, I think people are responsible, like we talked about a minute ago. I think everybody, every, I would say it this way, everything is owned in your business and everyone owns something. So it's like, you know, everybody's gotta own something and, and, and yet everything has to be owned or you're gonna have stuff fall into the cracks and you don't want that if you're gonna execute at a high level. So. There, there are, um, you know, do I feel safe to, to have that conversation and to say what I feel? And, and am I willing to, you're, you know, th this almost, I think you just did a 360 review yourself. And am I willing to listen to the people all around me? You know, what, I mean, I'm sharing with them what I think about what's going on with them. Are they willing to, you know, or am I willing to allow them access to be able to share with me how I can get better too? And I think the best leaders are wanting to get better and, and setting the pace for the organization. So those would be some of the, the ways that I would see that happening yeah now that's good and one thing too i think that is uh uh to me is we can we have to show a certain level of vulnerability in order to give give people permission to speak into us and us speak into them so i think that's good yeah that's good yeah hey randy my uh next question is are there any resources available for our listeners to learn more about this topic yeah so we've done a lot of uh resource creation around this topic we my friend mark miller has written a book uh the name of it is win the heart and it's about creating a culture of full engagement and then mark and i came back together and we wrote a field guide that has several case studies and um spotlights uh, there's every one of our best practices we have these four corners but we also have three best practices under each one and everyone has a team meeting you can do you literally could could study this for your team for a few weeks and you could I believe you could change the level of engagement, but I'll tell you about one other resource and I'll actually uh, offer this to our listeners. We have a, uh, a quick start guide that we also did. It's each uh, pocket size little resource is, is how I would say it, the, the, the hard copy is, and it's full of uh, tips and, and, and uh, all kind of little tactics you can do under each of these things that we've talked about. 
that will help you just pack full of little ideas. And so if you're, if, if the listeners will text, uh, the number three, three, seven, 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 if they'll send a text message to that number three, three, seven, 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 maybe you can put it in the show notes or whatever, but if they'll text the word care, to 33777, it'll, it'll give them a digital copy of this quick start guide, a free little copy. They can keep it in their phone and got all kind of ideas and, and things that they can do to, to get them started on the road. So that'd be a good little free resource for them. We would encourage them. If they want to get those books, they can uh, visit uh, integrateleadership.com, and we've got those books uh, available there for them to be able to get those for their team if they want to study this topic. But uh, that, a good place to start would just text care to three, three, seven, seven, seven. That'd give them a, a good first step. Okay. Oh, that's great. Hey, Randy, what's, um, what's one piece of advice you'd like to give our listeners today as we start to uh, close down uh, our podcast? Yeah, I think I would just say that uh, when you think about this idea of engagement, it, uh, I, I would say two things. It starts with you. I, I, I think if the leader is engaged, he or she is going to, to uh, recognize real quick if the people around them are, are like them or not. And more chances than not, if I'm engaged, the people around me are going to be engaged. And the second thing I would just say is when people are, are connected um, or, or when people care, uh, you're, when I think about, you know, again, connection, affirmation, and responsibility – engagement is going to skyrocket. And if your company is one where your people are, you know, go back to Gallup, you know, you want one out of every three that walk in every day or are leaning in and you, a couple of them are kind of up for debate. If you can change that and, and, and really begin to go after this. And we believe that there, you can take these steps we talked about and you can attack this. You change the, the, the culture of engagement, the level of engagement on your team, you're going to change your whole company. Uh, it, it's just, there's just, and it becomes such a competitive advantage if you think about it, because really what you're competing against is, 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 is a group of other companies where only one out of three are going to be engaged. So I would, I would say go back and really focus on, uh, on, on getting your people engaged. And, and I'll, I'll just leave you with this thought. So a few months back, I heard a, I heard um, a football coach uh, talking about uh, he had beaten a couple of his rivals the two weeks before, and this guy asked him, he said, do, do you think uh, – or how does it feel to beat your two rivals? And his comment was, uh, those, those schools aren't my rival. Complacency is my rival. Mm. And I think that's, great. that's a great reminder for me that, that we're not just trying to be better than the people around us who have 34% of their people engaged – we're really, if we're chasing high performance, we want every single person on our payroll to be fully engaged. And, and really, we, it's our job to win their hearts. And if, and if we do, they're going to, you know, they're going to produce great results. And we're going to have a lot of fun along the way with people we love working with. Yeah, hey, I agree. Um, I'll tell you, Randy, as you're talking today, man, I took a page full of notes. So <laughs> I, I look forward to go back and listen to this again. Just so, because, so I think today's podcast is so rich and information and we appreciate the free um you know the free start uh, quick start guy that you mentioned so randy thank you for being our guest today uh and i'm excited for our listeners that next month we get to hear the second part of uh as we continue to deep dive leadership topic with you hey i do want to remind the listeners uh to um you, you can text care to 33777 to get your quick your free quick start guide randy thank you for offering that to our listeners and everyone uh, thanks, take care, and God bless. 
If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.